Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Maybe Next Year, the podcast that – am I actually recording? There it is. Okay, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Maybe <laughs> Next Year, a podcast that got a slow start unlike the Buffalo Bills. My name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. And, and uh, we are really going to try and bang one out here today for you. Uh, we have you That's quick- what she said. Uh-huh. Uh, but you, as, as I told Paul in the text, the more we fuck around, the longer it takes. So keep all your clever. That's what she said. Jokes to yourself and uh, don't squirt them out all over the place. Uh, anyway, the Bills uh, managed to pound away at Denver uh, really hard. Just the hardest pounding I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and then they held them down. <laughs> They bucked those Broncos. They sure did. Uh, Twenty to three at home. Uh, you know, six nothing at the half. Uh, went on to win fourteen to three in the second half for a total of twenty to three. Really, just um, it was it was set online by Sal Capaccio, and I might agree the most complete victory by the Buffalo Bills uh, thus far this season. Certainly against a weaker opponent. But not an entirely helpless depo- uh, opponent. Denver had come in with a, a good defense um, and at times looked like that good defense in the game. But let me switch over to Paul. Paul, yeah. give us your thoughts on uh, Bill's Denver uh, and then we'll see uh, what Scott has to say. All right. Sounds great. I, so I was distracted for a minute. I had all these. Uh, I was thinking I should really go to a bar and watch a, a woman ride a mechanical bull. Don't know yes. why that got into my head. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, yeah, this was this was just an excellent game on Twitter. I called this the the most complete game that the team has played all season, and I, I believe that's the case. Uh, this was kind of an excellent game to end the easy season, if you will. You know, the team is about to go up against right. some uh, stiffer competition, and this sets them up well for that uh, brutal part of the schedule. Uh, running game just wrecked Denver, and the passing game was was effective too. Uh, Singletary gets his first career hundred yard game. Uh, the NFL's third all-time leading rusher, Frank Gore, also put up a lot of uh, good numbers for that game. And uh, I noticed that they both have more yards than Shady this year. So that's looking like a, a better and better decision every day. Uh, defensively, this is like two weeks in a row we had a pass rush. That was something to watch. Uh, and I know it was against an inferior offensive line, but that's when you should be generating a pass rush. So two straight games that they uh, they just lit up an opposing team's offensive line. Uh, I have Levi Wallace in my notes for not noticing him even remotely. So that is an excellent day. And uh, on a day day when John Brown had only 39 yards, Trey White just shut down Cortland Sutton. I think he gave up one on the fifth play of the game. It was like one pass for 27 yards to Sutton. Uh, No relation to Trey's protege, Sabres goalie Carter Hutton, Cortland Sutton. Uh, Just shut him down. And so uh, John Brown is now with Travis Kelsey on a bye, the AFC's leader in receiving yards. So uh, kudos to the defense for helping one of their offensive players uh, get up statistically. Uh, Special teams, uh, kick and punt coverage were good. Andre Roberts was fire. And still, like, his 29.8 yards return actually went down uh, because he, you know, only was returning 25 yards a pop. Great field position all day. Corey Bohorquez did not punt till the fourth quarter, and his four punts were fair caught at the Denver 13, 18, 11, and 10. So it's safe to say he had a good day. Uh, only negative I really pulled from the game, kind of a shame to see Robert Foster really emerge and then go down uh, with what looks like a hamstring injury. That's that's kind of tough, but this was an easy game. Scott had referenced the Giants game earlier in the year as one we kind of relaxed a little bit more when we were watching because it never felt like a threat. Then the last week against the Dolphins felt like even less of a threat, and then this week especially once they hit Brown early in the fourth quarter. It was just kind of chill watching this game. So great job by the Bills uh, Bills yesterday afternoon. 
Yeah, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's better than some of the games we've had against inferior opponents this year. So in that sense, it's definitely an improvement. Um, you know, some of that might be the matchups. I think in some ways this is probably a pretty good matchup for the Bills. I mean, obviously the the Denver's defense has been okay this year, but you know, with enough uh, time and pressure, as as uh, Andy Dufresne would say, you know, enough things will 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 come in your way. And and the Bills just the the, the Broncos literally just did not have an offense in this game. It was Patrick Lindsay up the middle for two and a half yards, and then you know another Patrick Lindsay up in the middle for two and a half yards. And then, you know, Brandon Allen, is that his name? Yes. Other Allen. Other Allen. Yeah. One of the other Allens. Cause there's another one, I believe too, who's currently out. Kyle was starting for a while in Carolina. Right. Um, the, but, uh, and, and then him, you know, chucking the ball in, in the general direction of someone, um, chucking or getting the ball, sacked. Chucking the ball. So chuck, it was, chuck. it was an interesting, um, it was an, it was a good, it was, it was an enjoyable game to watch. Um, from the Bills' perspective, but it is definitely to me, it doesn't really mean much above where the team has been already, just because of the the quality of the opponent. I mean, Denver is this might be another quarterback that the Bills put out to pasture this year because the Broncos are talking about putting in Drew Locke last last week. So again, there's this four or five games. I think it's like three or four games now where the team we played has benched their quarterback the week after or retired or injured or or whatever. So quarterback it, killers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, sure. It's 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 nice to see. Um to me it doesn't mean a lot going to the Dallas game, but I'll I'd rather have this than another tight one where we have to think through it. And and I'll say uh some things I noticed. Josh Allen, uh two weeks in a row now hitting something that approximates a deep ball, especially this one this week, which was in the in into the wind. Um so obviously had to when he first threw that ball. I was like, boy, he just threw this into the third deck. But with that, with that, uh, the wind that was clearly whipping through the stadium that day, um, it was it was absolutely perfectly on target for. Right. Um, I, I joked on Twitter that they need to uh, take go a request to go against the wind every quarter uh, yeah. for the rest of the year. He's been overthrowing them a bit, so that yeah. that that might that might be the right solution. Um, but yeah, I, I think that was nice to see. Um, it was nice to see Singletary get a nice. Um, get uh get some nice run and and also have uh what i would say a decent um uh no no fumbles if i recall correct clean fumbles which was which was a a key thing for me to see if he could shake that um because obviously like that's going to happen a little bit with rookies it's going to happen with every kind of running back after a while but you just don't want it to become a thing and yeah that that's not it becoming a thing is is he had it one week and he doesn't have the week after um when he when he arguably had uh more carries i think well i think he did have more carries there's no arguing about it um and then other things on defense yeah the pass rush was sort of getting there um by the end which was which was helpful but it, it did seem like that was as much Brandon Allen really not being on the same page with exactly how the team needs to run kind of um, and, and what, what the offensive line was going to be able to do for him. Uh, but, you know, hey, again, you, you take him where you can get him. And Ed mm-hmm. Oliver beat Dalton Risner, Reisner, a, uh, a fellow. I think Reisner went in the top of the second round to Denver. Um, he is also a rookie. So one would expect that Ed Oliver, as another rookie, would be able to have the cat would have, and and a, a more talented college player would be able to to get in on Reisner. So that was nice to see as well. In a, excuse me, in addition to the Jack Lawson signing. So 
All right. Um, yeah, no, I, I felt like the game as a whole was very good. I don't know how much I want to add to it other than um, maybe to, you know, give Shaq Lawson some some dap for his step up and get a couple sacks. Um, I, I'd like to say that definitely I felt like there was holding in the end zone uh, uh, when they had him backed up to the one. And I felt like we should have been up 15 to nothing. Uh, but, you know, all is fair. You know, all ends all the all that all it was good. You know, I was trying to say all's well that ends well, but uh, it turns out well. A um, couple of guys that probably well, I don't I don't know want to I don't want to say I don't because obviously I don't know who's going to make three stars. But, you know, I know there's a strong there's a whoa. Hey, there we go. That sounds like a lightsaber coming to you from the other side of the moon. Oh, no, I was trying trying to change my sound setting. So there you go. That got better. To to. Oh, it did. Yeah, you're, you're good. Yeah, you're still. There's still some background, and it just might be... Yeah, I'm going to kill the buzz. We're, we're going to kill the headset. Goodbye, headset. Okay, all right. Sorry, headset. Um, I was going to shout out Corey Bajorquez. Uh, you know, uh, got a bunch of punches down inside the 20 uh, in a in a very tough um, environment. And also, you know, we have a note here. Apparently, a fellow, uh, a running back, uh, Frank Gore, I don't know if I've heard of him, uh, may have uh, been the third best rusher on the Bills or something today. I don't know. He he did something, Scott. He he seems to have done something. So maybe we'll he may, he may have made third, three stars. We'll see. Oh, okay. Well, he there you go. Um, yeah. Allen, I, I felt like I was you know my Allen report, which is obviously a lot of it. Uh, you know, fifteen to twenty-five, one hundred and eighty-five yards, two touchdowns and a pick. That ball definitely sailed on him. The pick was not. A great I don't know pick. What that was. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what it was either. It kind of like floated up and all of a sudden it was a pick. But, he, you know, he came right back through, you know, through a couple of nice passes. The touch pass in the end zone uh, into the wind, which I know we're sort of half joking that maybe the wind helped him out there. But also you got to kind of, you know, in order for it to drop like that, you've got to kind of know, oh, like the wind's going to eat this. So I'm glad to see that him and John Brown have really gotten on the on the same page here. Um uh, m- more so than I, I thought, and just um, really a good, a good game all around. I'm excited to see uh, how they perform against some better football teams, uh, but not so excited that I wouldn't just sort of wish that there was two or three more bad teams to play, and we could definitely get the ten wins. Um, but yeah, I, the, one more quick note: Levi, the best recipe for Levi Wallace apparently is to play Brandon Allen every week if possible. So that's what I think of that. I didn't really think that anybody had a bad game. I felt like it wasn't anybody that was like, damn it. You know, who had a bad game in a couple of spots was, was McDermott because I felt like the, they botched the end of the half. Um, yes, that was an atrocious sequence. It was uh, really painful to watch. It was like 10 minutes. And the only thing that wasn't, and it wasn't as painful, but it was as baffling was Denver at the end of the third quarter taking a timeout to, like, I guess, like, maybe get them to maybe punt it into the wind or something. I don't know. Um, It was a it was a strange sequence, but they sort of fell in love with that, you know, barking the it was almost the worst thing that could happen was they got a they got a guy uh, to jump off sides from the hard count. And then they they seem to have the idea. Well, maybe we could just hard count our way another twenty yards down, um, and you know, just sort of shot themselves in the foot. And when you've got a guy like Josh Allen, who's was literally drafted 
I had to hear all about his big fucking hands and his big fucking arm and how he can throw it the, the these con, quote unquote conditions in Buffalo. Like that's why we got him. Take the dude off the leash and let him throw. So, you know, botch the end of the half, but they did come out and score uh, in the in the third and you know put the game away in the fourth. So with that, um, let's see if we can get uh, three stars out and then move on. All right. Well, I took the liberty of writing down the three stars, which is a bold choice wow. for me. This is uh, advanced right here. Well, we're not screwing around today. Yeah. Exactly. We're no no wobbling back and forth to look at my phone while I'm on my phone. Um, so lots of stars from this game because it is such a complete game. There were lots of stars. Um, we have uh, not. We have uh, two honorable mentions. Shaq Lawson, two sacks. Well done, Shaq. We also have Devin Singletary, 106 yards rushing uh, on one and one catch for eight yards. So again, uh, well well played by Devin. And again, uh, I think uh, now kind of a functionally the lead back on the team, um, kept the Bills on track and take some of the pressure off Allen. And I think, you know, it's not 20 points isn't isn't perfect, but against a, a pretty good Denver defense, you'd probably take it. Um and then after that, we get into our third star, Trey White, three tackles, one interception, um, a nice play, uh, again, on a not particularly good Brandon Allen throw, but hey, right, right. made the play. And 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 yeah, other than literally the one catch that Cortland Sutton, who's had a good season um, so far, had, uh, it was a, another great day at the offense for Trey White, another kind of case in his Pro Bowl, uh, all pro kind of resume this year. Um then we'll move on to second star, Matt Milano, all over the field. Again, a lot of defensive stars for the Bills this game. Uh, for this this game, six tackles, three passes defense for Matt Milano, all over the screen game, all over um, a lot of things, putting pressure on the quarterback, getting out of the flats, covering uh, Noah Fant, the, the tight end for for Denver, who had given us some some problems. Um, but, but when, uh, when Milano was on him had done a, had done a pretty good job of at least wrapping him up quick uh, on some things. Um, and again, a great, great defensive performance overall. And then, yeah, sure. I'll give Frank score the, uh, the first star, you know, a little oh, bit wow. of a yeah. little bit of a sentimental, you know, again, I don't want to, it's weird. I don't want to say sentimental because it's like, he's not actually been on the team for, very long. I mean, he's not. I was going to say, yeah, he's not. Not fifteen thousand yards in a Bills uniform. I think we'd be making a much. You know, we would have led the podcast with that. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, he came to Buffalo. Uh, he could have retired <laughs> and, and not come to Buffalo. Probably he could have been like yeah. a handful of players that came to Buffalo and then retired. the old golden technique, as we call it. He could he could have walked out of the middle of the Giants game and been like. Uh, to hell with this yeah <laughs> this is not worth it um which which you know hey that wasn't a particularly well-played game um but uh yeah so uh but no i mean he's he's contributed to the team this year again he was he's steadying hand kind of early on still had some gas in the tank i think he still had just has some gas in the tank i think it's just more in a in a support role change of pace back um you know i think i think there's i think we'll still see some some plenty of frank gore 
this season. And um, but I think, yeah, obviously over the long term, it's Devin Singletary. But I think some of the development that you've seen from Devin Singletary in the course of the season probably is as much owed to Frank Gore as anything. And that'll be that'll be part of his legacy as well when when he's looking back at his career and well when the league is looking back at the career of Frank Gore is is people he helped along the way, kind of, and what what he's been able to do um for for the next generation and i think devin singletary will be the you know kind of the last guy who's who's who you know oh well i mean who knows but um i I assume that frank gore will retire at some point and devin singletary will be one of the the final guys that he mentors um and hopefully so much the better for the for the team going forward and those are your three stars so we are recording thank you very much scott we are recording on monday night and so technically the injury report that uh, paul put together for us uh, Foster and Nishki out. Limited was Morse Neal, uh, Morse and Saran Neal. Um, that's actually that was like a guesstimated injury report from what I heard today. They because they didn't actually practice. They're going to practice tomorrow on Tuesday and then travel Wednesday and play a game Thursday. So uh, you know, take that for what it's worth. I, I I from what I understood about Morse, he was available uh, during the game. But, you know, they didn't put him back in, but he was going to be there in an emergency capacity from what I had heard during the broadcast. Now you have to take that with a grain of salt. Is there anything anybody wants to say on any of these injuries or anything? I, I just thought Spencer Long held up well, but I think, uh, you know, I, I still want to hope Morris comes back for uh, Thursday's game. Okay. Yeah. Scott? I, oh, yeah. I, I agree. It would be good for, for our team to be healthy going forward. Health is an important part of life. I think we can all agree on that. Um, let's go right into, look, like we said, it's a short podcast, but we still want to give you the stuff you love. So this is kind of a greatest hits show here. Um, can we get a this day in Bill's history, even if it's abbreviated, Paul? Or It, it is, and I knew since I was abbreviating it uh, that I was going to make it a little bit special. Uh, and we're only oh, okay. 18 minutes into the podcast, so... We are doing, I initially announced five, we're going to do six, but we have one headline from each decade featuring three Thanksgiving headlines. So get excited about this. The Bills have played in six decades uh, in their history, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, aughts, and the 2010s. So we'll do one from each decade and we'll see how you guys do. Some are easy, some are hard. Here we go. November 25th, 2014. Bills wide receiver Blank steps up his game as Buffalo cruises to 38-3 win. This is courtesy of the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle. Uh, It says, while hand-fighting with New York cornerback Darren Walls, Blank reached up for Kyle Orton's well-placed pass, snared it with one hand, then trapped the ball against his helmet until he could get his left hand free to secure the catch before he went out of bounds. That was one of nine receptions for 118 yards that Blank made in Buffalo's 38-3 blowout over the Jets. And this was that game that was rescheduled and played in Detroit on Monday night after there oh, was too much. that's right. Oh, yeah. I watched this game from a hotel in Albany, New York. I had strongly considered trying to get to Detroit because it was going to be so weird. But All right. <laughs> a lot of Detroit headlines, by the way, today. So get used to that. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Um, I yes, definitely. I I I was so enraptured by the story. I forgot what the what I'm supposed to sure, be. Sure. Wide receiver who uh, had then a career high of nine catches for 118 yards. Okay, and Kyle Orton threw him the ball, Scott. So, uh, this this could be Sammy. Could be. He was uh he was on the team at this point, but it was not Sammy. But you're on the right track. 
Okay, so then it's going to be Robert Woods. Robert Woods, yes. yes. Excellent. Good job. All right, to the 20 aughts we go. 2009. Report. Bills meet with blank. ESPN.com on Wednesday reported that Bills Chief Operating Officer Russ Brandon traveled to Ooh. Denver and spent seven seasons meeting with Blank on Monday night and Tuesday morning. Blank was quoted saying he had an excellent meeting. Went to Denver. Mm-hmm. Why would the COO go to Denver and who might he talk to that uh, you might associate with Denver at that time? It's got to be... Um... 2009. Well, the thing is, COO. I'll, I'll give another. Yeah, part of me is wondering if, if this is like a coach or something. Yeah, like, let me give yeah. it a hint along those regards. The Bills head coach uh, on this day at this time was technically Perry Fuel. Okay, so yeah, it's now time to. Um, hey, maybe oh, go well, okay, wait, was this Bill Cower? Did he live in Denver? He did not, but you're on okay. the right track. Bill's searching right. for a head Mike coach. Shanahan? Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan. God. I knew it was not one of the guys who leveraged the Bills for a better, you know. <laughs> for a, for a TV deal. Right. Although Shanahan went to the Redskins, and I was happy to watch him absolutely yeah. just shit the bed. Flame out. That made yep. me happy. Um, anyway. Yep, we like seeing Shanahan crash and burn. Figured yep. of course. All right. To the 90s we go. The very last time the Bills played on Thanksgiving was November 24th. So the headline in the paper on November 25th, 1994, said Little Switch pays big dividend for Lions. Uh, It was safety Willie Clay's read, reaction, and theft of a Jim Kelly pass with 90 seconds left and his 28-yard scoring sprint untouched down the right sideline that secured Detroit's 35-21 victory over Buffalo before a spirited Thanksgiving Day crowd of 75 672 here comes the question quarterback blank a 15-year veteran making his third detroit start since scott mitchell was injured played his best football in years his numbers were striking 20 completions and 25 attempts for 351 yards with three touchdowns and no picks what year was this again 1994 94 okay so because 94 i think of when I think of Detroit, I think of Andre Ware and Rodney Pete, but they have not been around 15 years in 1994. They're like, like new or maybe not even in the league yet. Um, so the the hint so I'll is, give you is you would not associate this quarterback with the Lions. He was a three-time Pro Bowl QB who spent 12 seasons with Seattle, which I think is where you're going to most associate him with. Okay. He not then started with KC in 92 before they replaced him with some guy named... Montagna, Montana, Montana. That's it. Uh, in '93, and then he bounced around until '98. Related to Tony, of course. Yes. Yeah. Is this yes. is this Steve Deberg? Is this Steve Deberg? Oh, that's a great Chiefs quarterback, but that is not. No. They, they, you're on he the right path. Like Seattle, yeah. This is. Um, uh, to give you an idea, this is a guy we no one ever remembers how good he was. 17th in NFL in career touchdown passes. 15th in the NFL and wins by a starting QB. In 19th in the NFL in career passing yards with over 38,000 yards. And those are today's numbers. Those aren't when he retired. So he was much higher when he retired. Seattle. But he played in Seattle, which we didn't pay much attention to, but 12 seasons there. Man, 
you're going to say this name and I'm going to be mad, yeah. right? It's going to be one of those. Oh, yeah. You'll, you, this isn't a name you're going to be like, oh, I. Todd yeah, never... Klingman. What was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got yeah. drafted in the 90s by Seattle. Um, um, I wish I had better hints, but. Spiro Agnew. Yeah, no, I think you got to give Agnew. it to us. I, I yep. think we're going to be just going to have to kick ourselves here because that's. All right. Kick yourselves over Dave Craig. Dave Craig. <laughs> oh, Dave Craig. That's right. Nobody ever thinks of Dave Craig. My yeah. Steve DeBerg guess was good then, because I think yeah. they're just the same guy. That, when you they're, said DeBerg, I'm like, you, yeah, you really pulled that yeah. out of nowhere. That was good. All right. I so, can I can see Steve DeBerg's 1989 Pro Set football card in my hand, you know, in my in my box. Mm-hmm. And I was, something said guess him. Okay. Anyway. All right. 1984, 35 years ago today. Uh, blank or the, not blank. Let me try that again. The Washington football team romps and tie for first. This is a New York Times headline. There are two names to guess here. Initially, I thought, Scott, you could name the wide receiver and Frank named the quarterback, but you can go whatever direction you want. So okay. Charlie Brown, Keith Griffin, and Blank were key players for the Washington football team who routed the Buffalo Bills 41-14. to Blank caught 11 passes from Blank for 104 yards, a career high for the wide receiver. Uh, on the quarterback, Blank had a pleasurable afternoon passing. Great writing, New York Times. Uh, against a soft defense that gave receivers yards of room to run, cut, and stop. The QB passed for 311 yards, completing 26 of 33. So not, this a good is, day for, not a good day in Bill's history for pass defense, apparently. No, no. And this is the 80s now, right? We're in the, the 80s. So we're looking for a wide receiver who caught the pass and a quarterback who was throwing the passes. Both are very well known. Uh, okay. Heisman and Monk? Theisman and Monk. Yeah. And Monk. Scott got it right off. No, no more Excellent. hints needed. Good I job. was going to say Monk, and then my, and then I was debating whether this was, this was Theisman or not. But yeah, it had to be well yeah, done. This was Scott. the end of Theisman's career, right? Shortly before the Giants, Giants, uh, or a year before the Giants incident, and then Monk. This was, I think, his second season or so before he went on to a Hall of Fame career. All right, 1976. This is the easy one. This is more about the 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 facts of the game. Uh, Bill Starr gains 273 yards. This is a New York Times headline. Uh, this game was less about the result on the scoreboard and more about Blank's shoes, which practically burst no. into flames on route to a 273-yard <laughs> rushing day that include a pair of touchdowns. Blank topped his own NFL record for rushing yards in a game with the performance. Well, there's only he's, one. He's on a, he's on a rampage. Yep. It's oh. unstoppable. <laughs> Just slashing through defenders. No, that's not funny. No, I refuse. We're not making those jokes. All right. They're murder on the system if you tell jokes. All right. No. Oh, come on. That was my. That was. Oh, that was, that was your joke. To, yeah. You're, that was me trying to release the pressure. But it, okay. Uh, Look, there's only one bill that you can talk about his shoes. Okay. And normally yeah. we're talking about a different pair of shoes with him. But. Obviously, it's Joe Ferguson, right? Right, Scott? <laughs> yep, good old, good old Joe Ferguson. <laughs> Joe Ferguson. So, Ferguson. Okay. so what's hilarious about this game, so it says OJ's record for most rushing yards in the game was broken by Walter Payton in 77. It's currently held by Adrian Peterson. The Bills lost to the Lions 27-14. to 14. They had 273 yards from one dude and lost. Their quarterback wow. was Gary Morangi, who went 4 of 21 for 29 yards. <laughs> That's, That's what I'm saying. Office. So, you were like, yep, in the 70s, just, you know, let them run. Passing yeah. is where it's at. You can run as much as you want if you can't score. All right. And wrapping up this day in Bill's headlines, uh, we're going to go back to the 60s. 
from the Santa Cruz Sentinel, 1966, Buffalo Bombs, Oakland. Blank and Bobby Burnett combined. Oh, for... Wait, no. Oh, ah, no. Uh, combined for 156 yards rushing and three touchdowns in a 465-yard day for the Buffalo offense as they broke a 10-10 tie in the second quarter with 21 unanswered points the rest of the way. Blank scored on an 11-yard run less than a minute before the half and then scored from two yards out early in the third quarter. Um, and so the hint is this is Buffalo's number seven all-time leading rusher. Cookie. Cookie's a good guess. Cookie is number 10. Numbers one to six for the Bills are Thurman, OJ, Freddie, Joe Cribbs, Travis Henry, and Shady. This guy's number seven. And eight through 10 are McGahee, Spiller, and Cookie. We've talked about him before on the I, I have the I have a giveaway hint at the end if you guys are not thinking you're gonna get this. I can just jump to that. And the sick yeah. Well, you can you should maybe uh, if you Marshall, don't know Ferdinand Foch. Oh. I, I'd Google him, but I worry about this laptop from the, the, the twenty aughts. Um let's just say um hmm when Whenever Will Smith was in the room, he tended to do a dance for him. Jiggy McJiggs. Oh, don't think of Will Smith as a musician. Think of him as an actor. The MIB. <laughs> all right. Uh, think of, think of, all right, we're just going to go right. We're just going to. French. You know, yeah, Prince of Bel-Air. He, there's this is a person in his household who would always do this weird dance. Carlton Fisk. Ray Carlton. Ray Carlton. Answer. That's right, Ray Carlton. So sorry, Ray. Sorry, how's, Ray. How's You're Ray the, doing? He's, uh, he's, he's alive. He's not on the This Death and Bill's headlines uh, anytime soon. So uh, he's he's doing well. He's, you know, again, number seven in uh, Bill's rushing history. Just W-R-A-Y. Yep, W-R-A-Y. Just passed by Shady last season. Um, yes, and this was a, a special abbreviated by the decade Thanksgiving filled this day in Bill's headlines for November. Do you know, do you know who Linwood Ray Carlton's first professional football team was? I, I do not. It wasn't the all Tonawanda team because he would have had to have been on the team 40 some years. 40 prior. some years. No, he was a Toronto Argonaut first in 1959 after graduating mm-hmm. from Duke. Um, so there you go. Uh, if I'd given the college, I'm sure Scott would have gotten it immediately. That was my bad. Sorry. He was the first American Football League Buffalo Bill to score a touchdown. So that he's the first. He has the first Bills touchdown in Bills history. Linwood Ray Carlton. Good job, Linwood. And then yeah, he was uh, was an unstoppable backfield with Albert Golden Wheels Dubenian, and then carlton chester cookie gilchrist that's right some good so you're on the wikipedia page now too after you said this i had to go on (laughs) on my phone of course because again not trusting this laptop right um okay so look we're at the cowboys game we're at 30 minutes but i want to take just a minute or two to talk about first of all i'd like each of you to give me one thing you're thankful for for the bills this year um and second of all uh to run down this week um so the bills play at 4 30 against the Cowboys. According to the New York Times playoff prediction machine, the Bills currently sit at an 82% chance to make the playoffs. If they win this game, they go up to 92 to 93%. It's actually the least helpful of the games. At this point, all the games count and matter. 
Like if they win this game and lose out, they get down to 41%. So it's, you know, it's not a, a slam dunk if they win this week. It helps if they win. But be, given that it's the NFC game, um, if, if you're going to lose a game out of the next five, this is the one that is most affordable to lose for the Bills. According to the New York Times schedule thing, uh, you get a little bit of help if the Titans beat the Colts. You get a little bit of help if the Browns beat the Steelers, uh, and you get a little bit of help if the Chiefs beat the Raiders. It was nice to see the Jets beat the Raiders um, this week. Other than that, nothing else. Oh, and a slight, 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 slight help if the Patriots beat the Texans. Um, although, really, that could go either way if you if you think the Bills could have designs on the con on the on the division at you know just two games back. A Bills victory and a Patriots loss. Which you should not. Yes. You shouldn't. But if you if if you well okay. But if if the Patriots lose that game and the Bills win, they sit a game back with one game left against the Patriots. So you'd at least be in a conversation that would be fun later on in in the year about you know could you do it? Um, It would be nice if that that flexed game does have so if if the division is still up for grabs and. And my my guess is the Patriots will be in a situation where if a win will clinch the division, and I kind of want the Bills to postpone that a week. That's that's kind of what I'm hoping happens that week. The Bills are currently seven point underdogs to the Dallas Cowboys, who, uh, as you may or may not know, I think are a six win team right now, six and five. Uh, but by all accounts, uh, certainly a a good offense, um, a reasonable defense. They play in the tougher conference for sure. Um, I mean, their losses are against San Francisco. Tampa is not a great loss, but New Orleans, Green Bay and the Jets, an inexplicable loss, Minnesota and New England. Um, and, you know, for about the third or fourth time this week, we, we, we do two things. We kill quarterbacks and then we also help teams that are in uh, crisis mode because the Browns and the Eagles came into Buffalo or, or played Buffalo uh, in full crisis and total disarray. And on Sunday, Jerry Jones was basically threatening to fire Jason Garrett, uh, the the Cowboys head coach. And and so, you know, maybe the maybe that means that, you know, we're about to help Jason Garrett's career as well. But seven point underdogs on the road. Thanksgiving national televised game, the first of two for the Bills. Um, Scott, you haven't talked in a while. What what are your thoughts on this football game? And what is one thing you are thankful for? on the bills this year uh i'm i'm thankful for uh john brown smoke brown that's a good one. I've, en- smoke. I've enjoyed i've enjoyed the team more because he is on it and he has mm. made the team better i don't think that's saying anything remotely radical but if i was going to pick one and and he's not like a weird jerk or anything like it's been weird like we've had <laughs> we haven't had like he's just a quiet guy who catches passes and shuts up is, which is kind of weird from a wide receiver. So in that way is weird, but he's not a jerk. And, and that, you know, like whatever, like I'm not, I'm like totally against jerks. You God knows we've had some on the bills. Um, and I think I've, you know, I've, I've uh, on occasion been kind of against shenanigans, uh, as it might be put at various points, but, uh, in general, you know, we've had Stevie and we've had, we've had Terrell Owens so that we've had guys who had a Sorry. little bit of a personality. I was thinking huh? about the Richie day. I was thinking about the day. Yeah. I was thinking about the day that I texted Scott that we had got Terrell Owens, and I, I I've never 
ruined a person's life by tax <laughs> more than that day. <laughs> that was, I felt very bad. But anyway, continue. No, no. So it's it's weird. Like I read his um, – they did a nice thing on, on BuffaloBills.com of, of like a day in the life of, of like – and it was like John Brown. He was like the first one. And it was just like basically like a normal human day. Like he gets up. He already had his clothes picked out from the day before. That's a little weird, but like on a scale of like two, uh, on a scale of like 10, that's like a two in the weird yeah. category. Um, and then, you know, he's, um, he's, uh, uh, sorry, I was just watching Lamar Jackson almost get in the end zone. Um, but yeah, no, he, so, so he did that. He goes to the, he goes to the facility. He takes the same route. He listens to Jamaican, Jamaican music because it helps him relax. He does his rehab. He does his, you know, his playbook. He goes to his meetings. He goes home. He reads, you know, he, he does the film study and he plays video games. He'll call his family and that'll be the end of the night. And I'm like, yeah, that's like kind of like, I mean, like minus the football, it's, it's not too far off from like a normal human day. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he's not he's not weird and, you know, getting into crazy stuff on the weekends and things. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's basically I think he's number one in the AFC in receiving yards or number yep. two. He is number one past Travis Kelsey, who was off this weekend. So assuming right. a Raven doesn't explode, he's going to uh, end the week number one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and and uh, probably the best wide receiver on the had on the team in a while, um, and and I think largely responsible for whatever improvement in the offense that we've had this year. The offensive line has definitely gotten better, but I think a lot of it is just having someone who can throw we can throw to. So yeah, that's it, John Brown. And then do you want me to talk about Dallas? Or you want to? Yeah. Now talk to give us your Dallas thoughts. Yeah, definitely. Um, Dallas is going to be an interesting challenge. Um, a lot of it will be on the defense. Um, I think we'll be able to move the ball, uh, against the Cowboys. I don't think their defense is quite up to snuff. They've got some decent linebackers, but I think we should be able to find holes. I think some of it is also just making sure that the stage isn't too big, frankly, because this is, we're playing with a little bit of pressure on us now that this is a big Thanksgiving game. We're eight and three. You know, I mean, on some level, we're still an underdog in the game, obviously. So it's not like we're not right. Um, you know, it's not like Vegas is still believing in us or anything like that. But it's a little it's a little different nonetheless. Um, so I think the Bills can do it, though. I, I, I don't think that Dallas is is a really rock solid team. I think they're under a lot of pressure right now. Um, they know they're on national TV. I think I'd be interested to see how this how this plays out. I, I think the best case scenario for the Bills is they, they kind of weather an early storm. Um, you know, they, they end the first quarter at 7-7, and then maybe something good happens, either a defensive play um, or maybe an offensive, you know, somebody gets loose, screen pass breaks, or, you know, Singletary gets one out in the open. And then Dallas is all kind of looking around at that point and figuring out who's going to do what. And then they just kind of crack under the pressure. I, I think I think I don't want to say that's definitely going to happen. Um, I don't think the Bills are going to run away with it, but obviously we're, we're seven-point underdogs, so I think anything that anything that's a win is a win. And yeah, I'll go ahead and say Bills mm-hmm. thirty-one, mm-hmm. ooh, Dallas twenty-seven. Oh my! All right, yeah, we got a, a slobber knocker going on on Thanksgiving. Now, um, by, yeah, so, well, I was going to say so, by rights I should go next because yes, absolutely, only because you're going to give us the answer, Paul. <laughs> right? Is now I am now so, eleven and zero on the picks. This yeah, no point in picking after Paul. Agreed. Um, I am thankful for. I am thankful for. You know what? 
no one else is going to pick him. I'm thankful for Josh Allen. I think that Josh Allen has. I think you're right that John Brown or, or, or Smoke there is the is the is the X factor this year. The the biggest improvement. I I'd, I'd say maybe the second biggest improvement is Josh Allen. I'm thankful that he's managed to do a lot of things well. I know he's not perfect, but I think he's a fun player to watch, and I think that he has shown growth in important ways and he has won football games with the team and that's a hard thing to do even with an easy schedule so i'm going to go ahead and be thankful for josh allen who um at this point i feel like his floor is i i feel like he's in uh, well i heard on bills and beers i feel like he said andy dalton at a minimum that wouldn't be the worst you know we could do a lot better than andy dalton but if andy dalton was who you drafted that's certainly the best quarterback since Drew Bledsoe in a Bills uniform, um, but I, I digress, and uh, and I think that the I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Cowboys here. I'm gonna go ahead and say that the stage does get a little big. That you know the 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 boys are in trouble. They've got some pretty good offensive weapons, and I think that the uh, the Bills will um will you know suffer a bit. But I I don't think it'll be terrible. I think it'll just be you know, it might be 24 to 13 or something. My guess is the the Bills will struggle a little on offense, um, and and then once uh once the once the uh, Cowboys start scoring, it'll be a little troublesome. But I don't know. I'm I'm just scared. I'm scared to pick the Bills is really what it is. I'm scared to pick the Bills, um, <laughs> but they might win. Anyway, uh, go ahead, Paul. Boy, so much much meat here. I I'll, I want to comment on both of your gratitudes uh, since we're only 41 minutes in. Uh, the John Brown, think about what he's he's brought to this. Think of that, and and I say take in here, and I'll, you'll see where I'm going with this. Take him out of that equation. Say uh, he's not part of the team. They sign someone else. He's injured. Whatever. This Bills offense is not functioning in in a way that's going to produce this many points. That's no offense to Allen. That's no offense to the running backs. That's no offense to uh, anyone else. You know, on that offense. John Brown has helped to redefine that. Leading the the Bills after week uh, week 12 now is a, this week are have the leading receiver in the AFC in terms of receiving yards. Uh, so just that's just absolutely clutch. Josh Allen, you had a great point, Frank, and I'd had a long narrative I won't go into here, but you know I, I've kind of resigned myself to the fact that we're not going to know for sure about Josh Allen at, at the end of this year. Um, you know, I simply don't see him dominating the next five games against all these quality opponents in a way that it's going to be like, he's the franchise. But the good news is I don't see him regressing horribly to the point where we're hoping, you know, Tua falls in the draft. Mm-hmm. I just think he hopes he makes his good incremental progress and, you know, we can keep him on the developmental timeline they said they would. And hopefully next season he doesn't plateau and we continue to see the improvement. Um, I wish I could tell you how he'll do, but unlike hindsight, foresight is not 2020. Sorry, I had to get that that pun in this week. Mm-hmm. Get it because next year's 2020. So I got you. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so what, am I, <laughs> what I'm thankful for that ties into both of your your Thanksgivings into something we're all thankful for generally, health. And uh, I would like to note that this bill, if John Brown were injured, if Josh Allen were injured, this team would not be functioning nearly as well as they, they would not be eight and three right now. And you can note that, you know, this, these offensive linemen, I think, except for Nseki missing this game, I don't recall any offensive linemen missing any games with an injury. Singletary's hamstring 
kept him out for some time. But otherwise, no offensive starter, except for Allen getting concussed there briefly, has missed anything significant, any significant time with injury. And on defense, same deal. Lano had a hamstring that kept him out a couple of weeks, but imagine Troy White got hurt. Uh, we'd have Levi Wallace and Kevin Johnson at corner, and I have a feeling that our offense won't function nearly as well. You, you've had great health on your front four, except for what happened to poor Harrison Phillips. I think this is about the healthiest Bills team, and I'm knocking on some serious wood right now, that we have ever had. And I think without that, instead of being in a position where no matter what happens on Thursday, where they're going to be in that number one wildcard spot, five seed overall, they can't advance or regress this week. Um, I don't think they're there if they're not as healthy. So I thought about giving it to Brandon Bean for all the great signings he's made, but I just want to say, you know, good job by the strength and conditioning program. Good job by the players because by staying so healthy throughout this season, they have really uh, made this team enjoyable to watch. And we've gotten to see some excitement we haven't seen in previous years on the game itself. Um, I I hope that the streak ends for me this week because I'm also going to pick the Cowboys uh, like Frank. It's it's a winnable game. Scott points out this could be crazy. You look at Dallas's strength of victory. They haven't beaten anyone of any quality. They're is, they have a great offense, but they're finally playing what I consider to be a great defense in the Bills defense. And you know the Bills offense is you know they've they've come on of late. We've liked what Josh has been able to do. Ultimately, my concern is are the the basic ones short week travel travel to a team that has underperformed this year but was coming off a 12 and 4 season last year and is probably on track for the playoffs again i would imagine unless philly can surpass them and the fact that that frank had brought up you know it might be too big a stage for Allen. we saw that in the patriots game where he just didn't didn't play as well as he played in the weeks prior or that followed and you know, this is that times 10. It's just Thanksgiving out West. You're going to have people from Wyoming, I'm sure, who are going to be there. Uh, so it, it's tough for me. I've been going with logic every week. And logic says to me on this one, Cowboys 21, Bills 13. But let's hope, hey, let's hope the streak ends this week. Man. I'm sorry, it's going to end. I'm not going to go 16 to no. <sighs> See, last week I was uber confident. This week I'm not confident in this pick. So let's hope that's a good sign. All right. Well, let's hope, I guess, against, you know, an irrefutable <laughs> force of logic. Like hoping against gravity. <laughs> right, exactly. Ugh. I hope to, maybe the sun won't come up tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you would like to cast dispersions at Paul for ruining Thanksgiving yep. before it even got started. You can do that on Twitter, BeebillsMNY, or go to Facebook.com forward slash BeebillsMNY and just write terrible things about Paul there. Uh, and Scott, <laughs> Scott will read them and probably agree with you. Um, you can email us, B-bills, email us BeebillsMNY at, gm- at gmail dbillsmny at gmail.com you're you're like the Miz reading a promo in his early days (laughs) I don't even think those were I I thought that you were speaking Belgian for a second there that's like crazy well we have a new Belgian we we have a new Belgian site for everyone to go visit (laughs) uh, dot de Um, that's Germany but whatever I don't even know if Belgium has their own. They must, It's probably BE or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. They're not BE. We've got an office in Belgium, my law firm. So. All right, there. Well, there you go. Uh, BeebillsMNY at gmail.com. I'm sure we'll check it 
by next year, um, by the end of next year. Uh, so and uh, Buffalo Bills maybe next year. Plug it into Google, Facebook, uh, Apple Podcasts. We're all the places that you can find us. And we really hope you have a very nice uh, American Thanksgiving if you are one of our American listeners. If not, have a nice Thursday, uh, Europeans. We really appreciate you listening too. Until next time, uh, thank you so much for listening and have a great week. My name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. Good night.